calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Hello and welcome to the IGN UK podcast. This is a Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom special. Another special. Ooh. <laughs> and much like the dinosaurs might want to usurp man, Cardi was trying to usurp you as host. We then. thought, you yeah. know, it's E3 week, biggest games event in the world this weekend. Yeah. Let's talk about dinosaurs Absolutely. for E3 week's next week. Also, it's fine. Nah. They'll get their fill next week. Jurassic World and just Park in general is better than anything that's going on at E3. Is I'll, it? I'll stick that out there, mate. Absolutely. I, and you agree. You put me on that. Uh, my, name is, my, name, my name is Gavin Murphy. I'm joined by Daniel Krupa and hey. Simon Cardi. Hey. Um, who either saw the film last night, Cardi. I did see it last night. Don't say anything about it. Uh, or Krupa and I saw it a couple of weeks ago. I've got to say sign about it. It'd be a boring podcast if I say nothing. Yeah, but not yet, is what I said. Oh. Fucking um, So yeah, this is going to be a big old Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom uh, podcast. We're going to have a little chat at the beginning. No spoilers. And we've got a huge old interview with the director, Jay Bona, uh, that Daniel and I did. Um, we were very hungover for the interview, but we hold it together really well. I've listened to it back oh. since. Uh, it was the day after we went to Secret Cinema, I believe. You were oh, nursing yeah. a LucasAid. Yes, during the interview. You were doing this mad thing with that LucasAid that I didn't, I've never spoken to you about. Because yeah. obviously we're mic'd up and stuff and yeah. doing an audio interview. You kept putting the lid on every oh, uh, on and off after every sip. I had to. Like, and I was just like, play what was he with, doing? I had to play with something. What's he doing? I had to have something. It's better you play with that than other things. Oh, so. Come on, mate. Hmm? Um, but yeah, we we interviewed Jay Bo and Ed. That's going to be coming up in a little bit, uh, as well as a big old spoiler chat about the film. But what if you haven't seen the film yet? There could be American people. It's not coming out in America for fucking yonks. Oh, yeah. It's because the World Cup. Um, they brought ooh, it forward. But if good. you're feeling a bit disappointed about that being American, don't worry. Yeah. You get Ant-Man and the Wasp a month earlier than us. Yeah, that's so. pretty good. There you go. It, really. Um, I did see, I like, I did a review for the site and I did see loads of people on it going, why are you reviewing it now? I can't watch it till the 22nd. Reviews like, usually come out before films come out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you're not spoiling it in the review, are you? It'd be a mad not. review if you spoiled it. Well, someone, someone had to go me for spoiling the review for using footage that they hadn't seen. 
I was just like, mate, it's in... It's, don't watch... The you're footage is there. I got it from Universal, and it's on their YouTube channel. It's not on me. Absolutely I don't insane. Think. I don't know if that's Yeah, you me. shouldn't have used that Chinese root, though. Yeah. <laughs> 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 that was well out of order. Um, but, I mean, what you people should have uh, maybe gathered from the trailer is something is going on. On, uh, <laughs> you don't know, going on in the on, film. Uh, oh, there's a commotion. Yeah, so, I've always said Isla, but everyone in the film says Isla. 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 I know what's going on. It's Isla, but I trust them. It's not Isla Fisher. I don't know if I trust myself, but it was Mauricio Isla, I believe, the Uruguayan wingback. So she's <laughs> <laughs> <Just> confusing <laughs> the situation even more. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that's undermining your point, mate. I know. So I'm very <laughs> oh. confused about that word. But yeah, it's uh, it's all kicking off on Isla. It's an island. Lubla. It's not an island. Exactly. Exactly. I feel like we need to consult Spanish people. Yeah. yeah. Spanish speakers. They probably know. Yeah. I feel like they wouldn't let Jeff Goldblum say it in a film if it wasn't. Did real. they say it in the original? Did they ever say Isla? Uh, Isla. I'm not sure, but they do say it in Lost World. Jeff Goldblum says Isla in mm. the Lost World. At least they're consistent. Um, yeah. You've got to yeah. give them that. Uh, but yeah. Isla, Isla Nubla, is being ravaged by a volcano. Natural um, disasters, eh? But I've actually got a mate who was on the island uh, before it was kicking off, and he managed to get me a copy of the Jurassic World employee handbook. Very good. Um, so I just thought I would go through some of my favourite bits of it with you guys, and also see if you guys could get a job Absolutely. Working at Jurassic World. What kind of job are we talking about? Knowing yeah, what happens the there, I don't know if I'd want. If you offered a job, say they were building it next year, I'm and there. they offered you a job. I'm there. Are you fucking mental? It's dinosaurs. But I've seen what happens every time. We But you could be part of the solution. You could be there stopping it. Well, what's my job? Am I just like. Working in a gift shop, or am I like a scientist? We're putting is, you, mate, we're putting you in a costume. Mate, this in, this <laughs> in, just, yeah. I am egg. the dinosaur. You're, <laughs> you're Ernie the egg. <laughs> and like, he's John, young John Hammond. Yeah. Could at least be Mr. DNA. <laughs> um, An egg. Yeah. Um, but, that's that's a, a, <laughs> but that's the thing, though. People don't know that things have happened um, because the, the original events of what happened when Malcolm, mm. uh, Grant, and Sadler went to the island, those have been sort of kept under wraps. Up. Malcolm, like, shouted his mouth off about it, but mm. really, he, he was made to look like a fool, and everyone thought he yeah, was Yeah, because no one would have gone to the park. No, yeah, yeah, no one saw it. So, uh, all that, all the stuff that we know from Jurassic Park and The Lost World, all this shit going down. We know what happened in Jurassic World. Yeah, no, but mm. that's what I'm saying. When they were building Jurassic World originally, though, if I someone came to and you, and also you have it worked perfectly fine for years. Yeah, it's only when again so they, only get, they only get punished involved, when yeah. they push beyond their means. Yeah. They've almost got to the point in Jurassic World where they have mastered that technology. They're keeping the regular dinosaurs perfectly fine. Yeah. Yeah. It's when they push it again, it's when you try and make these new ones. Yeah. Um, so I mean, obviously, this is a job interview. So let me just tell you a little bit about. Uh, so are we both World? interviewing for one? You're both interviewing for it, it is weird that you look like a young John Hammond. <laughs> so this could have been like how it had gone down. Like you were fresh off the back of your flea circus success. I'd so. like to think that if I was young John Hammond, I'm not interviewing for the no. shop, the shop <laughs> boy. Mate, you're there for the birth of every egg. This is yeah, a weird, can you imagine if weird interviews were actually one person interviewing two people at the same time, competing for the same job? Well, that would like be the pressure, wouldn't You've it? never done yeah. a group interview. I've done a group oh, interview. Oh, kind of, but it wasn't... The company that we work with in this yeah, office, they, they did it the really? other week. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I don't think I'd like that. Oh. 
Well, let me just tell you a little bit about what's expected of you. Wh- right. What, what job am I applying for here? I'll tell you. Like, I make decisions. Okay, what, you, what, I just want to work May, you tell me where I'm going to work. Based on the interview. I'm listening. Based on the interview, I'll give you your role. Okay. I, I, bet, I bet his first question is like, how much How much are we talking? Me. Yeah. <laughs> mm. So this just is what's expected of you uh, from the official Jurassic World employee handbook, which I bought, uh, which I got from my mate on the island. <laughs> on, from the Amazon. What, yeah. <laughs> what is expected of you? Every employee at Jurassic World reflects the ethics and integrity of all of us who work here. We insist on high standards because we want our guests to trust us and know we will always behave with integrity. This section spells out how Jurassic World employees are expected to conduct themselves at all times. With a smile. Okay. <laughs> He's naked inside the egg. Uh, yeah. the, best, the best thing about this employee handbook, uh, which I got off my mate, um, <laughs> is uh, there's a conceit all the way through it. Uh, <laughs> that is real. <laughs> As you can see all the way through it, that it's uh, Claire. Claire's done the book before the bu- the park has opened, and she's put little posters in it going annotations. Oh, Owen, I'll probably hate myself for this, but could you take a look at our new employee handbook? I'd love your input on the asset and safety sections in particular. Just please try to keep the snarky comments to a minimum. So there's like oh, this I weird, there's this weird oh. thing all the way through it where there's like fake post-it notes. With like it's very much like um, and Vla- Owen having a it's conversation very much like Vladimir Nabokov's Pale Fire. <laughs> yeah, it's weird, he's using it? annotations as part of the central text. Honestly, mm. it's all the way through it. <laughs> well, there's um, more of those than actual books. This is like a weird coquettish love story being told in post-its. Yeah. Also, also at one point there's just a, a colouring in section. <laughs> In the employee handbook, for some reason, are they employing toddlers for fun and relaxation? <laughs> anyway, so these are the standards sure, of conduct. <laughs> Whether your job is in the theme park, resort, or the lab, we expect employees to act professionally resort, at please. all times. This means being friendly and helpful to guests, respectful to superiors and co-workers, Cardi, and performing your job well. We also expect you to be punctual. Yep. You're both good at that. To treat park equipment and property with care, you're both very good at that. And to refrain from cursing, mm, violence, a little bit, or the use of alcohol or drugs. Mm. Mm. There is no smoking. <laughs> I forgot to put like, a full stop or anything. Um, that's good. Uh, so, any questions like so a, far? Um, I can't drink. Not on, no, not work you're working, time. you mental. Can yeah. it? You, you know you can. <laughs> it. It's, fun, it's, it's encouraged. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, we, uh, so that's what's expected of you. <laughs> that is really true, actually. There's <laughs> not many jobs where you can just yeah. drink at once. I'll just bring in a bottle um, every morning. It's a hard life. I know uh, it's a bit, obviously, it's a bit all business so far. Um, but we do take care of our like own. the colouring section. We, we, we do take care of our own. Uh, our employee cafeteria serves a wide variety of healthy, balanced meals seven days a week. Uh, here's a sample of a weekly menu. Um, Sunday, uh, Brunchosaurus. Monday... Let me say what it is. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> Tuscany baked lasagna. Tuscas with a K. Um, uh, um. Tuesday, T-Rex style tacos. Um, when well, like, like he's made them. They could have come up better. <laughs> so he's like, so really, he's like just dro- they dropping stuff from height. Better, like T Rex Max or T Rex Bone Steak. There's so much T-Rex better ones. T Rex Max. There's like so much better. Yeah, there's so much better. I should have written this book. That should be my job. Uh, Mammoth-sized meatloaf. <laughs> <laughs> Is that just like meatloaf? Uh, 
It's just a big meatloaf. This <laughs> egg stinked, Benedict. No. What? Triceratops, turkey, tetrazzini. <laughs> just adding dinosaur names. <laughs> Pan fried. You just know it's not even not even an attempt at a pun. But the, be- but the best Velociraptor, like- gammon, and eggs. The best oh, thing it is it doesn't uh, make sense. There's two references to mammoths in. Uh, yep. In that week yep. of menus, Tuscany and Mammoth, and there's barely any reference to fucking dinosaurs. Uh, yeah, also a little fun extra. In addition to employee discounts for food and souvenirs, Jurassic World offers our employees unlimited free admission to all attractions on days off, except on holidays or holiday weekends, just so you know. So don't That's pretty standard, out. I think. Yeah. Uh, health benefits, they're very good. So if you get the job, uh, Jurassic World will cover the cost of these required immunizations. Hepatitis A, hepatitis B, typhoid, yellow fever, malaria, diphtheria, meningitis, typhoid fever, polio, Tdap, MMR, varicella, pneumonia, rotavirus, Zika virus, and rabies for dinosaur bites and scratches. So, Could you do me a Japanese encephalitis? Uh, it's, I don't know, mate. It's not oh, a lot of injections, that. Um, Maybe some tablets. Any I'm questions? Not no, no, random we'll malaria. Give, we'll give you a massive never. egg-shaped suppository. <laughs> Uh, I don't want to be the egg man. <laughs> Load you up. I love you turning up in Yeggy. You look like dizzy cosplay. <laughs> any any questions yet? Um, sick leave, uh, you say? Oh, yeah. I'll tell you about sick leave, Simon. Uh, Jurassic World employees get eight paid sick days per year. Senior what? senior employees that's America, get that's 11. Is, is that good? Uh, is, is that because we're like offshore Costa Rica? You can do whatever the fuck you want with like workers' rights. Eight sounds a lot, though, isn't it? Eight paid sick days, right? Sorry, yeah. I thought you said eight leave days. No, 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 no. sick leave. Yeah, what government eight do I paid have to, sick days per year? Do I have to immigrate here to? Is Ireland owned by the US? Um, Costa Rica is a dependency of America, is it? Is yeah. it not a dependency? So it's a, it's not the right word. Immig- it's like warm. Is it America? Or? So have I made that up? Eight paid sick days is pretty Sorry, good, I think. think, isn't it? Senior employees get eleven. Is I don't understand g- why that goes up because what you you get. Sicker if you're older. I suppose that's true. At my old place, you got a day every five years. You're at the company extra. That's Jesus, not a lot, is it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm absolutely but wrong. It there. It's not quite oh, really. Uh, what countries? So maybe it's his own Puerto Rico. You think Puerto Rico? That's one thing. Sorry. Every single person Similar in Jurassic price. World that I saw was vaguely American. Like the guy running the gyrosphere. He's like, it's my first day or whatever. Yeah. Like I just work here. Yeah. Um, well, it's going to be like Disney World where you can just go and apply to work a summer there as a kid. Yeah. Like, yeah, ki- kids yeah, yeah. in England do that. They apply. Yeah. And then you go out and just work for like four months. Yeah. Or on a gap yeah. year. Have um, I got the job yet? No, you haven't got the job yet. No. Uh, we also have a stress so, reduction program because we believe for Jurassic World, a healthy mind leads to a healthy life. I agree. So, uh, even Let's face it, even the greatest job in a beautiful place like Isla Nublar has its stressors. Just talk to some of our dinosaur handlers. <laughs> <laughs> Especially <clears throat> the dead ones. Right then, guys. No questions so far? No. No one's so, dead sounds, yet. Sounds great. No. That's <laughs> what they tell you. Sounds all right. Uh, like ne- a great thing to do with my gap here. Next next bit is a uh, bit of dinosaur trivia mm. from uh, that I found in uh, the Jurassic World employee handbook. Um, <laughs> that your mate gave you? That my mate <laughs> who worked at Jurassic World gave me. Uh, question number one. These are all multiple choice. Uh... Where does the word for dinosaur come from? A, a book. <laughs> what are you going to say? Like a, a language source. B, <laughs> a book. the Greek word dinos, meaning terrible, and soros, meaning lizard. Or C, 
Dinosaurs were never real. Fuck off. This whole park is an abomination. Oh, I see where this is going. It might be B. I think it's B, but I want to say C just for the letter. You're going no. C? No, I'm not. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, I know. All right. B then. You both B. got B. Fuck. Can never lose a quiz, even in a joke <laughs> yeah, contest. Can't, yeah, can't, can't let myself no, say the B, wrong answer. Put B. <laughs> I'm really annoyed. <laughs> no, let me I sound didn't. like an idiot. All right. How many continents were dinosaur fossils found on? A. Loads. <laughs> Jesus Christ. B. Seven, including Antarctica. What says in the book? C. It's that one then, isn't it? Uh, dinosaurs are never real, so there's no fossils. Shut up. Loads. Uh, I might, go, I might go B again. I reckon we might get this job. I would have taken loads, because it's sevens. What, all of them? No, I <laughs> Seven, seven. I would, actually, I would say is a lot. If I, someone say? said, "What's those more?" <laughs> I was going to be more than seven. B. We're saying well, yeah. Ten. It might have been. There might okay. be less when the dinosaurs. Here we go. Question number three. Final question. Body tectonic plates. What next? Uh, final question. Always oh. How big is a stegosaurus's brain? Massive. <laughs> That's one of them, isn't it? <laughs> they don't have them. They're not real. That's a massive. I bet C is working to go too long. I bet C a. is it doesn't exist. Of course, they don't have one. A massive big dinosaur equals big brain. B a walnut. C dinosaurs never had brains <laughs> because only things made by God have brains. Get a fucking grip. Um, we going. I'm going to walnut. I'm going to go walnut as well. Uh, you fucking ace that, boys. <laughs> Except you had a little bit of a blip at the beginning. Where you yeah, said C, well, I've got it. Lost his head. Um, yeah, went mad for a minute. It's going really well so far. Doing that guys. sort of character at the park, really, so really you can well. go mad for a minute. Uh, any questions? Um, oh shit, where's that, bit? Where's that page gone? <laughs> uh, I'll I cut don't know. Well, what's, can I just ask what your role yes, at so the park in. is? What? <laughs> well, I've got the only handbook going, so I rule everything. Okay. Uh, Will I be reporting to I'm you? I'm gonna I'm gonna read out the dress codes, and based on these, you let me know which one you want. Because okay. I've been so impressed by you guys. You could you could do what you want. Not, you not, your background what, not, check, right? not, not a qualification. <laughs> yeah, I like the sound of the lab coat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, here we go then. Grey shirts and pants, military grade boots. Just and full tactical gear <laughs> when engaged on a mission. Oh, uh, that's not for me. Ooh, I uh, don't know. So remember, remember that one? Yeah, tactical um, gear. Tan shirt with Jurassic World patch on the shoulder, blue pants, comfortable walking shoes. I can see you in that. Yeah? Ooh, I can see you out of it. Uh, <laughs> Ooh. In a big egg. <laughs> brown shirt, brown pants, and matching cap with Jurassic World emblem. Dog's body, that. Uh, Grey lab coat <laughs> with, bi with business attire underneath. Safety goggles, latest gloves, and closed toed lab, closed -toed lab shoes. Uh, or closed -toed. or uh, khaki shirt with a park emblem, matching pants or shorts, and wide brim safari hat. Ooh. Wait, that is you. Gav, can I ask you one last question about that final outfit? Yeah. Does it come with big socks? <laughs> <laughs> 
It does not. Not this oh. one. Can I still wear them? Can I uh, wear any footwear yeah. I want with that one? Does it say? Uh, yeah, you'd be all right. Nice. I'm definitely going with that one. You're going to go pet into his end. You're going to be a petting zoo <laughs> attendant. Of course. So you got khaki. Have you got your own khaki shirt with a park emblem? Well, I assume <laughs> no, you provide that in. for me. Matching <laughs> pants. Bring my own. <laughs> matching pants or shorts and wide brim safari hat. I've seen you in a wide brim safari I've got... hat. So have you? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I've got like. I haven't. Oh, well, yeah, we've got one in the office. Well, it's kind of it's more of a cowboy hat. But it is a cowboy hat. hat. I've got like an old. Dead. I've got like an old floppy cricket hat. It's basically the same, but white. Oh, I'll I'll give you the hat. I'll yeah. give you I'll give you the. Yeah, yeah give me so give me white, with your uniform. That would be nice. Uh, Daniel, I'm wearing lab coat. You're gonna go wearing lab coat. <laughs> uh, Daniel, it might uh, shock you. You are gonna be a lab technician. Oh. So yeah, I'm lab technician. And what do you know about DNA? Petting zoo attendant. Guys. I'm just happy to have you on board. I'll be honest. Brilliant. Thank you. <laughs> there we, you go. Are we are we the first two that have been hired? <laughs> uh, no, I, I hired some on the bus this morning as well on the way in. <laughs> There's five of you flying out. Um, one of them's a bit of a nightmare, and he does smell. So uh, he's, he's got a big Hawaiian shirt on. <laughs> yeah, glad I don't have to wear the egg. Oh, you'd be wearing the egg yeah. in a bed, mate. You'd be an egg in a wheat, mate. Yeah, mate, I'll splice you with some fucking egg. Um, <laughs> right, egg boy. Uh, busy, busy. <laughs> I, I really hope Juan Antonio Bayona never listens to this oh. podcast that he's on. Be like, can you imagine his, his assistant's like, uh, yeah, JA, we got this um, podcast. Wanna, saying, I really enjoyed that interview. Can he I did say to- that, yeah. He said that on the, on, on the way out. He said, oh, I really enjoyed that interview. Thank you very much. And then uh, we were like, oh, yeah, we had a really good time as well. And he's like, oh, I'm really looking forward to learning that. you didn't listen do that, that quiz with him. But- um, do you want to say what else happened when we were walking out of the podcast with him? No. What? We caught him humming something. We were walking down. Oh, the, yeah. uh, we were walking down the corridor outside the studio. He was just humming the Jurassic Park theme tune, <laughs> and we just went, "You, you humming, humming the, the theme tune?" <laughs> and he's almost like, "Yes, yeah, wicked, isn't yeah. it?" <laughs> he was like, "Yeah, it's great." <laughs> it is. It is. He's good. a really lovely man. He's brilliant, man. He was really good. He's, um, we uh, someone um on Twitter had bought me uh. Uh, a Jurassic Park mug that said T-Rex on it and it hadn't been used it literally came the day before so I, I asked him if he wanted a cup of tea he said yeah I'll get a peppermint tea so I made him a tea in it and I gave it to him and as I gave it to him I kind of regret it I was like what are you doing you idiot and then uh, I went oh should have used the orphanage one yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the one that changes colour like the it mug I said um, oh have you got that he was like, he was like i got loads of this shit now <laughs> like he's like i got Monday Rex um, and he, just kept going, he went through all the different mugs that he's got Hopefully that's on the recording and you can hear that right now. There's lots of spoilers in this as well, remember. <laughs> <laughs> Including the types of mugs that he has. So one thing we always ask people when they come, do you like the mug? Yeah. <laughs> we got it in specially for you. I have so many different versions of these now. Oh, really? Like Monday Rex and T-Rex and, and Jurassic Weekend and things like that, you know. My name. Just Jurassic Tat. <laughs> you get sent all the toys? No, no not really. I, I'm not asking for them. Okay. <laughs> I, you get to play with the real thing. Yeah. I used to have my, my, my home full of toys and, and I change now the place and I try not to have That's, I bring all my toys in here and dump them yeah. on the shelves good yeah. we've actually got your dinosaur hands outside like the dinosaur claw things yeah 
Yeah. You have a real dinosaur hand. I've got real dinosaur hands. I still got my T-Rex that I got when I was a kid for the original Jurassic Park, um, but that's at home. It's, it's a good nick as well. It's very good. I've, I've kept it very preserved. <laughs> um, do you, actually, do you, speaking of that, do you remember the first time you saw Jurassic Park? Yeah, totally. I was, um, I saw it in a movie theater in Spain, and I think it's the only time in my life I was sure I was I was witnessing something that will pass the test of time, kind of like like I I thought this is movie history because uh, when I saw the first time the image of the Brachiosaurus in such a realistic way, I thought from from this moment on everything that you could imagine you can see it on the big screen in a realistic way and for yeah. me that was a pivotal moment and and that that was my my biggest impression watching the movie it's weird to see a film and think it's instantly iconic and we're a huge Jurassic Park fans and we've spoken about this so many times um over the years how for my my cousin's generation had Star Wars for my generation it's Jurassic Park yeah that was the film that I was obsessed with as a child. <laughs> and just seeing it for the first time on the big screen, every moment feels instantly iconic. Yeah. What was it? Is it a huge film in Spain? Yeah. Like people similarly obsessed by it? Yeah, sure. Everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. I mean, it's, uh, it's the first time I do a sequel. And, and, and this is the first time I experience this level of expectations and, and dealing with all the fan phenomena it's it's great i th i think it's great when you have so many people waiting for what you're doing but at the same time it's a big responsibility but it's great and and it's it's interesting what you're talking about about the iconic shots because this is something that one of the things that i love the most about the steven spielberg movies is how he's able always to capture the whole meaning of a film in a single frame and of course i was trying to do that in in this one too so you say like obviously it was you're doing a sequel that everybody is really into, everyone's into the series. What made you want to take on the project in the first place? Well, the first thing that um, Colin Trevorrow told me, the first conversation that we had, he said, we, we thought about you because of the orphanage. And I was like, what? <laughs> and I was so seduced about that. I was like, of course I wanted to do a Jurassic movie, but after that pitch, I thought, yeah, I want to do it. And it's true that it's a very interesting uh, Jurassic movie. It, it takes you to places that you've never seen before. And from the moment that you have the island exploding, it's a, it's a statement. It's like telling you, okay, for, forget what, you, what yeah. you've seen so far. Yeah. We're going to a very different place. Well, that's actually the funny thing. We went to um, like a presentation of all of Universal's movies at the end of last year, and we saw an early version of the first trailer. And it's hard from that first trailer. I think a lot of people were like, oh, a lot of the comments on the first trailer is like, I've seen the whole movie, because people assume that's the end sequence, yeah, yeah. is the, the, the volcano blowing up. But when you see the movie, you realize, oh, no, this is a very different type of film. You're kind of almost doing away with the island and going into something very different. Yeah, I think that's one of the most clever things about the movie is that it starts where all the blockbusters finish. <laughs> and yeah. it's kind of challenging when you do that. I mean, it reminds me a little bit what, what we did in The Impossible because we had the tsunami at the very beginning of the movie. And mm. then it's like, OK, so now how can you keep going with the story? after showing such a massive um, 
event in the in the story. Uh, but I think it it, it it's um, it's a great challenge. I think somehow I really like the idea how the movie turns this kind of moral debate because um, this moral tale. I think when you read the original books from Michael Crichton and of course the the, the original movie from Steven Spielberg, it's a moral tale mm. where you find these villains and uh, doing the wrong thing with science, you know? And the movie makes this beautiful change, turning this moral tale into a fairy tale, a moral fairy tale, where you find, at the end of the story, you find a prince, a, a castle, a dragon. Mm. And that was, I thought that was beautiful. It was so funny, after we went to see the movie the night, we went for dinner afterwards to discuss it. And I, I think we used the word fairy tale. Yeah. In the opening shots, like when, when Claire goes to the Lockwood estate, there's something quite beauty and the beast like about it there's something quite magical yeah. but then later in the movie when you return it becomes like this more gothic house almost like the whole you know the fall of the house of usher like this is a place of secrets uh -huh. and ghosts and yeah. overreaching is that is that what colin trevorrow said to you when he said the orphanage did he start laying out these elements and how many of those elements did you bring to the movie we 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 we, we work uh, in the in the original idea with colin and the first thing that he told me was this is uh, the second half is going to be like a haunted house movie this is why i thought about you and then we push all these elements forward to in order to create a an even, an even better story. But I think somehow, even though it's a very different context, it's very faithful to the DNA of the saga because if you think about the first Jurassic Park, uh, it has a massive set piece in the center, which is the T-Rex, the T-Rex scene. And, and then it moves to a mm. tighter and more claustrophobic place. And, mm. and you find one of the, probably the best or one of the best scenes in the, in the franchise, which is the Velociraptors in the kitchen. Mm, yeah. And somehow that's the same architecture that we're following in this one, even though we change the, the context and it's a very different world. And we're opening the door to a very different Jurassic universe at the end of the story the the mood and the the emotions that we go through all those uh, that sense of terror and suspense was already in the first Jurassic Park and we all love that that sense of terror we we love the the way we were terrified by the first Jurassic Park when you get a project like this do you go back and how many times do you rewatch Jurassic Park in preparation? Do you like, do you <laughs> I've watched it so many times. You know, do you sit down and like, like were you saying like you were analyzing the fact that it has this big set piece and then it moves into these more claustrophobic spaces, the tunnels, the generators. Are you doing that, or is it more like an intuition thing? Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. It's more like an intuition thing. I've, I think it's more not just Jurassic Park, but Steven Spielberg movies, and the way he builds up the suspense, which is very Hitchcockian. Uh, uh, so, so it was more about trying to capture that, and also there's there's this uh, the sense of terror that Steven Spielberg uh, is able to uh, build in, in in creating his movies, but also the fun, and 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 for example, there is one element that I that I like that we did some of that in this one is this slapstick, the the visual yeah. the visual oh, man, gags yeah. Yeah. that has to do. Uh, with uh, ref very different references, uh, like, I, there are moments in the in, in uh, a lot of moments in the cinema of Steven Spielberg that remind me silent movies, yeah, uh, and comedy that like a kind of like a Buster Keaton comedy, yeah. And we had some 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 of that in this new one. I I, I check yeah. some Buster Keaton movies again because I love the way Steven Spielberg is able to uh, infuse to put. Um, 
comedy in a very visual way in his stories, even though they're dark and, 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 and more suspenseful as, as this one. Yeah, we were sitting next to each other when we watched the lava scene where Chris exactly, is down. You know. <laughs> like, that is mental. Yeah. <laughs> it's so silly because, you know, it's pretty high stakes. They've left him to die, essentially. And he has to sort of move himself around. We were laughing so much. It was like, you obviously, that is meant to be funny. Exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's kind of interesting because, that you know, the Jurassic movies, uh, they, they, they are a lot of fun. Yeah. But at the same time, they, they, they play very relevant and timely themes, important subject matters, you know, like the relation that man has towards science or nature. So it, it has this kind of like point and background, but at the same time, it's able to bring a lot of fun. And I think you, ne- you should, we, we shouldn't never forget that it's also a, a lot of fun, that mm. people want to see these movies because they, they, they want to sp- have a great time. It's quite ex- and it's exhilarating. And uh, we, the whole um, sequence with the lava and the, and the volcano blowing and them chasing down the mountain, that just feels, I know it's not one continuous shot, obviously, but it just it goes so smoothly into the water. And I was just laughing next to yeah. Gav because I was just so excited by it. Yeah. And I particularly loved the bit where they're in the water at the end and Chris is like swimming off, Chris's character is swimming off. Like, how would you even begin to start making a sequence like that? Because there's so many elements. How do you even begin to do it? Well, I think uh, this is uh, the, the whole idea of having the biggest action scene in the center. I think it was pretty smart i think i think colin wanted to have this massive scene in the center and i think it was clever that once you have delivered what the people is expecting then you focus in a more claustrophobic and tight and suspenseful second half and i think that's the way of growing up so it's going from accumulation and seeing all these fireworks to building up and to create a mood that puts the audience at the edge of their seats. So we had this massive scene that we have to, of course, start thinking about it, uh, this, uh, thinking about the every single scene that creates that whole sequence full of small scenes and small moments. It starts in the bunker with the baryonics, takes you to, well, it starts with uh, Owen and the Sinoceratops with mm. the lava, takes you to the bunker and the baryonics, takes you where they all mm. come together with the volcano, and from the volcano takes you to that moment in the lock, and then the Carnotaurus fight, and then, I mean, it's, it's such a massive thing, but it's just bit by bit, and for yeah. me, uh, when I work in a movie, it's uh, always the same process, it's like drawing every single frame, Yeah. And then you start to build up, you know, even though it's accumulation, it's a, it's a lot of fireworks. The whole scene is designed shot by shot yeah. in order to, cre- to create the, 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 the most satisfying experience uh, when, when you watch it. Mm. You mentioned Spielberg a couple of times. Has he seen the film? Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, it was very nice. You know, it was uh, working with Steven was one of the reasons I wanted to be involved in Jurassic. And as soon as he... He watched the movie and he he called us immediately and said that he was very happy that somehow this movie takes him back to the first Jurassic movie. He thought that we we all all the filmmakers involved in this one we had honored the memory of the first Jurassic Park. That you must have been quite, quite nerve-wracking waiting for that phone call. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Steven Spielberg is going to ring you today and tell you what he thinks of your movie. It was, you know, I it was like it was kind of like they told me, oh, Steven is going to watch the movie this weekend. So I, I, I was like, 
I wasn't expecting any goal. I, I was just, I was expecting like, okay, so on Monday they will tell me what, what, what he thinks about it. And, and he called us immediately after the screening and he was very, very happy. He, was, he just wanted to tell us that, that he, he felt and he, we, that we, we honor the first Jurassic Park. That's amazing. It's definitely got that Spielberg feel to it. Because I remember we spoke to Colin when the first movie came out and you know, they make a big deal of seeing the Amblin logo at the beginning of the movie. It's a Universal and an Amblin movie. And the final shot of the movie with Blue, that is a Spielberg town at Magic Hour. It just looks like, it looks like E.T. could be taking place down yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, it's very, it's shot very close from where yeah. E.T. That's what we was shot. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which makes it uh, kind of like, you know, it's a, it's, I think it's a very interesting uh, movie the way it sells the Jurassic universe to and makes it move forward to the future but at the same time it's a fun movie it's a it's a movie that tries to get a emotional connection with all the nostalgic elements of the other films and it's Steven Spielberg movies at the same time so I thought it was a great way of ending the movie like putting this character that we all love yeah. Uh, blue in in the place of another character from from Steven that we all love, you know that E.T. You know that's cool. Uh, talk about the balance between the old and the new because this movie kind of tries to dig into a little bit of the past of John Hammond, mm-hmm. and it has Doctor Ian Malcolm kind of framing the movie. But obviously, Jurassic World is about Claire and Owen and Blue and these new characters. What's it like, kind of balancing that? Because you know, obviously, the temptation like the other Jurassic Park sequels did was like bring back Ian Malcolm, bring back. Dr. Alan Grant, Ellie Sadler. How hard is it to like leave some of that stuff behind, but also kind of maybe dig into it? I think one of the uh, the things that I was more interested in is how this movie puts the Jurassic world upside down mm. and how somehow the man, you show how the man, how man is replaced from the center and, and the place is taken by the dinosaurs. and And, for example, when we were talking about this iconic shot, there's one of the shots that you can see is the, the shot of the mirror of the Jurassic Park car. Yeah. And it's instead of reflecting a T-Rex, now it's reflecting Owen. Right. So it's like a, like a statement telling you now man is taking the place of the dinosaurs and dinosaurs uh, replacing man from the center of life. You know, That's the whole idea. Yeah. There's a moment that you can see um, hu- <coughs> uh, people, human people inside a diorama yeah. and there's a yeah. dinosaur looking at them in the outside, which yeah. is the opposite. You really cool. so, so, so you play all the time looking for these iconic shots, but somehow they need to have a meaning in, in, in they need to work for Fallen Kingdom. It's not just about nostalgia. Yeah. It's about use no- nostalgia, but in a meaningful way, in a way that you keep telling the story of Fallen Kingdom. And what I like about Fallen Kingdom is this is this is the fact that it's the second episode is where the things get more complicated. Yeah. Is the knot of mm. the story when everything gets more uncertain. And as a director that's very exciting. Mm. Because you can read you can cross the red lines. And this is why we needed Malcolm back. Because yeah. he's always playing the voice of conscience. And we needed this character again telling us what was the right thing to do and what is the right, the, the wrong thing to do, and and and, and remind us the, the 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 red lines that we are crossing in this yeah. chapter. We um we stayed the the very very final after the credits shot, um where obviously these dinosaurs have reached Vegas, like yeah. the stakes feel like they're quite high now because not only have you done away with the island, where thing like everything we've seen in Jurassic Jurassic Park films has kind of been controlled. Like they've had the island, they've had you know a little bit when the dinosaur in the Lost World came to the, sort of the suburbs. Now it feels like they're completely let loose. Um, 
other stakes just have to be like the highest ever for the next one. Uh huh. Yeah, I think you're right, and 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 I think th there are two big subject matters in this movie. Mm. One is uh, the idea of losing control. This is a movie about losing control, uh, and it takes you in a, uh, to a very exciting place at the end. I, I think one of the best things about Jurassic World Two is that as soon it finishes, you want to see mm. Jurassic World Three. Yeah. You know, that's uh, it's it's great. But at the same time, it talks about empathy, uh, and 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 it's a beautiful thing to talk about, especially when when you put that element in what is the relationship between um, Owen and Blue. I think I think uh, someone the other day was telling me I think this is the movie that I that I fell in love with dinosaurs. You know, I, I from from being scared of them. Yeah. Now I wanted all the dinosaurs to to be alive mm. and even the dangerous ones. Yeah. You know. Yeah. There is a moment at, at, at the end of the story where you can see the Indoraptor dying, and there is a, a bit of uh, compassion about it, about yeah. him. You know, it's it's kind of the like King Kong patience, thing. Yeah. You know, yeah. that you feel sorry about the the Indoraptor dying, like just one second before he he dies in front of you. You know. Yeah, I actually thought maybe you're gonna kill off Blue as well, and I was like, you better not kill off Blue, man. When he was when he was born, <laughs> I was like, oh my god, they're both gonna hit it and they're both gonna die. Um, so I'm glad you didn't. Do yeah, that. we had a lot of fun designing yeah. that shot because you think that the blue is gonna die, yeah. but in the last frames, you you can tell that he he survives. You also good. put in some very cute baby dinosaurs. Yeah, yeah, cute baby blue. Yeah, it was it was amazing. very important to. I think blue is the heart of the story. Yeah. Uh, I really liked how in right in the middle of of the movie you have this surgery on blue because it's like telling the audience this is the heart of the story and yeah. from that moment on everything changes even the relation that owen has with blue changes in that moment on. and i think for example the first time you see owen is very brave the way he behaves about blue he doesn't he doesn't care about blue dying yeah you know yeah at least this is what he says but then in the surgery you can tell that that relationship is totally different that yeah. the whole movie changes in that moment I really like um, I, I, this is uh, th that was the idea of one of the uh, one of the editors uh, that we ex uh, we we are cutting in between the surgery and Macy looking at oh, the yeah, computer yeah. where you at the same time mm. are seeing yeah it works Owen. really well yeah, yeah. and and, and soundly you can you can tell how all these characters are connected to each other yeah uh, through this idea of, of using blue you know and I, and I really like that moment. Um, yes, and also the surgery scene, the um, animatronics are fantastic because there's a lot of puppetry in the movie. There is a there is a lot of puppetry and uh, and there is a lot of uh, mixing techniques, mixing yeah. puppetry with CGI. I, I, I think the think original Jurassic Park, like famously, the dinosaurs aren't in the movie that much, and yeah. when they are, a lot of it is mm -hmm. a blend or it's puppetry. Yeah, that scene, for example, it's a it's a very good example of how we merge different techniques because uh, you think it's an animatronic most of the time and yeah. most of the time it's an animatronic but there's a lot of CGI in yeah. that scene uh, for example and this is one of the the cheats that uh, I, I was trying to get with the visual effects guys the, you have shots in that scene where you you see blue laying on that um, boxes and and the head of blue is the animatronic, and suddenly we and, and we replace the hands with CGI hands. Right. And then we cut to our close up of the actors, and then w when we come back to the, when we go back to the shot, 
we replace the head, and the head is CGI, and the hands are real. Right. Okay. So it it gets it gets to a moment that even myself, I was lost <laughs> in the visual effects review, like asking the guys, so what is that? This is CGI or or this is animatronic? And that that's what I was looking for. Yeah. Like cheat the audience in a way that they don't know what they're watching. And of course, when you have animatronics, you have the best reference possible uh, in terms of light, color and textures for the CGI. Yeah. So I always push to to use animatronics, even though sometimes we don't use them, but, but they they make the, the work of the visual effects guys a lot easier. I don't think I could be on set with a T-Rex head, even if I knew it wasn't real. Just seeing those eyes open, I think I've just shit myself. I couldn't, I couldn't be anywhere near Exactly, that. and this is, the, this is the kind of excitement you're looking for yeah. uh, with the actors. I was so shocked the first time um, we were with uh, Chris and Bryce in front of an, an animatronic, yeah. and they were so excited. I realized they didn't have animatronics in the previous movie because yeah. they felt like kids, like on set, you know. And you use that excitement for the scene. Uh, I, I think animatronics are very helpful for the visual effects guys, but they're incredibly helpful for the actors. I think yeah. in this movie, for the first time for the series, the dinosaurs really feel like tactile because you have them licking people or they're like they have mucus and they're slobbering yeah we i mean the fact that i shot uh, a monster calls before jurassic was a, a great learning experience uh and one of the things that i wanted to uh, enhance in this one or make better uh, thinking about jurassic world is uh, the interaction when when you see the characters touching the dinosaurs so I remember that in the first Jurassic World, they had these gray sculptures. And one of the, th the first things I, I asked um, the visual effects guys is that we had to paint the textures, not, right. not, ma not make gray sculptures, but mm, paint the textures. So they, when they touch the dinosaurs, you can rescue some of those textures and you have the impression that the actors are really touching the CGI. Yeah. And it works really well. There's a, there's a scene uh, at the end uh, when Owen is saying goodbye to Blue, yeah, and you can you can you can tell that that's CGI. It's impossible to say, and, yeah. and it's a perfect perfect CGI. Yeah, and it's because we had that real face, that real head, uh, totally painted, yeah. uh, moved by a guy, so it moves in a very organic way. Yeah, and then we replace it digitally with though with with that reference, and it looks totally perfect. That's awesome. Um, there's always been like a rumor around like sort of the internet and things like that, that an early version of a sequel to Jurassic Park uh, had them messing with genes and splicing the dinosaurs with humans. Do you ever think that that could be a possibility? It feels like that's kind of where you're going. Because if you've done the Indorex, you've chucked the, the, the most dangerous dinosaurs together. Surely the most dangerous animal on the planet is man. <laughs> Do you reckon that could ever happen? I, I heard about that, and yeah. and we th we thought about that while we while we were uh, doing this one. Yeah. Uh, somehow we thought that uh, we were crossing too many red lines in this one, so we decided not to go there. Yeah. But I'm sure that I mean that uh, I'm sure there's space for a lot of Jurassic movies in the future. So, who knows? Well, this movie specifically leads into the next movie, and you have, without knowing specifics, you know kind of maybe what kind of movie it is. How much are you involved with mapping out that next one with Colin? And are either you going to be looking to direct it, or do you think it's nice that the franchise moves to another director? No, I think especially it's nice that the, the, the franchise finishes with the person who started it all, so uh, with, with Colin. Yeah. So I think it's, it's great the fact that he can go back and, 
and finishes the story that he started. And he has a plan for the whole trilogy. Uh, I I don't know much. I I know uh, enough in order to I, w I knew enough in order to be able to do this one. And I know that there are elements in the story that are like a seed for the future. Yeah. Uh, and you will see that. And there are some lines, there are some moments that are there for the third movie. But apart from that, I, I, I cannot tell you much about it. Um, talking about, I remember watching the original Jurassic Park, um, I was seven, and I remember being so excited, but also um, like turning and facing my mother when certain people got killed, when Nedry got killed, when Muldoon got killed. And in this movie, you, you, do, you cut away a lot of the time when someone gets killed except one character, and it's quite gory, like yeah. his hand gets bitten off. Yeah. How much were you thinking that you wanted to push things in that case? Because that's quite uh, it's gruesome. Fun, it's funny that I, I know what you're talking about, and we were in the premiere, and <laughs> there was someone on my back saying, th thinking that he, that character was going to survive. Yeah. And, and he was shouting, come on, he needs to die. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, yeah, he will die in quite a spectacular way. Exactly. So basically, I think as, as I was saying, this is like uh, the Jurassic stories are like moral tales. You know, they, they tell you what is the right thing and the wrong thing to do. And, and you know, it's like in, like in fairy tales at the end, the bad guys always die. So mm. that's the, the way you work in these stories, you know. I'm um, oh, sorry. We saw in the in the credits uh, Guillermo, a thanks to Guillermo del Toro. Mm -hmm. um, how much was he giving you advice on, on this? Was it pretty much? You know, uh, from the very beginning, um, uh, I've been supported. Of course, he produced uh, the orphanage, but we've been talking. Uh, we're friends, and we talk about the things that we're doing. And, and every time I, I I'm in a situation that it's my first time. I, I call him and I ask for advice, and he was there all the time, so I decided to put him on the credits. <laughs> That's good. He's yeah. so nice. Like We've interviewed he's him a nicest, couple of times. He's, he's a great director, but he's even greater. <laughs> yeah. Human. He's a yeah. Like When human he came being. in here, we spoke about the movie Crimson Pete, and then he just stayed around for 10 minutes, and we yeah. were talking about books and toys and... Yeah, he's brilliant. Yeah, he talked about the video game Silent Hills that you almost had off the ground, and he was telling us loads of secrets about that. And we were like, Sh after we'd stopped rolling, it was like, why couldn't you have said that <laughs> on the podcast? He said such good stuff. Um, like, are you a video games guy at all? Or Not really, yeah. not really. Because um, one thing we always ask everyone uh, on the podcast when they come on, for their favorite movie, their favorite TV show, and their favorite video game. So did you have a favorite one of any of those? Favorite movie? Yeah, ever. Uh -huh. Ever, yeah. I mean, uh, it's impossible to say. For, for example, last last night I watch. I went to the theater to see uh, two thousand and one. Okay. The, oh, yeah. The, the, the unrestored version. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing better than that. I mean, uh, it's it's the greatest example of what filmmaking could be, and and as Guillermo uh, talks about all the time, you know, when when we when we talk about movies, he says, and, and this is something that you can 100% apply to 2001, it's something that you cannot do on theater, you cannot do on a television, it's something that you can only watch on a movie screen. Yeah. And it's a combination of music, picture, sound, I mean, that's cinema, that's filmmaking, you yeah. know? And then, of, and, and that would be probably my, my, my choice, yeah. but, if you ask me, uh, thinking about it personally, I think my favorite movie is not that one, it's Superman, the original one. Oh, wow. Okay. Because it's the first movie that I saw. Yeah. I was three years old, and I was so shocked 
I I discovered for for the first time not not just Superman. Yeah. And 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 the fact that the man the man could fly, yeah. <laughs> but also cinema, you know. Yeah. And f and I've, that movie. Is that's the kind of movie that exactly the same way you were talking about Jurassic. Yeah. yeah. I used to watch that movie every single day in my life. So probably if you count the times I've seen that movie, seen it would look. be like 200, yeah. 300, 400 times. You know. There's a scene in that movie that really scared me as a kid, and it's um, when his dad has the heart attack. Yeah. And it's just Superman can't do anything to save him, and it's really yeah. just really depressing that's a the, the john ford section yeah. of the yeah. movie that's yeah. so beautiful yeah what a great film do you have a favorite tv show twin peaks i love that well i love twin uh, i love david lynch you know and 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 i think that's I, that's something again it's something that you cannot do it's that's a perfect definition for what a tv show mm. could be yeah you know because it's something that you cannot do in cinema you know and david lynch was able to put that art, his craft, yeah. into a TV show and he created that amazing thing that is so beautiful and unex unexplainable and enigmatic and uh, it's, 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 a, it's an amazing thing. And uh, just finally, as a, we're, as a podcast, big fans of the film The Prestige. Have you seen The Prestige? Yeah, sure. Do you like it? Yeah. <laughs> this is a silly, a silly thing. We ask everyone we ever interview, do you like, do you like The Prestige? Yeah. I like I like Prestige. We haven't found anyone. Who it's not my favorite it. Chris Nolan's movie, but okay. What's your favorite Chris Nolan movie? I have, I have a weird option, and and I told him once, and he was very surprised. I really, really, really like um, Enigma. That was a, what was the title of en Memento. No, the one that he did with Robin Williams. Hand. Oh, Insomnia. Oh, Insomnia. Insomnia. I love that yeah. film. Yeah, it's a Insomnia. remake of a. It is. Yeah, yeah. I film. I think so. Yeah. No, Enigma was another movie. Was uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Insomnia? Yeah. It's a remake of a, I think it's a Swedish movie. Yeah, also, yeah. yeah. it's brilliant. It's really I good. Was his, it was his first movie for Warner Brothers. Yeah, like, I love Batman. that movie. And I told him I, I was. It's very emotional. When yeah. You think about Chris Nolan, and a lot of people think he's not an emotional director, but that movie was pretty emotional. Yeah, it's a weird criticism that like he always gets that, but I think all his movies make me feel quite emotional. Yeah, like the scene in Inception, the suicide scene. Or the idea of like the image of the hands on the train tracks turning into old hands. Absolutely, it's yeah. a beautiful image. Like it's a weird criticism that you always get with yeah, these movies. Yeah, of course, it's it's true. If you see Interstellar or Dunkirk, you know, they're yeah. pretty emotional. <laughs> but but the prestige is good, so, and you like it, so that's fine. Yeah, it's not my favorite one. <laughs> very good. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> What a lovely man, and what a great film that he made, which we're going to talk about now. So, I mean, if you hadn't switched off because of spoilers before, there's definitely going to be spoilers now because I've written it down as spoiler chat. He's made loads of good films now. Uh, yeah. Um, so, Carter, you saw last night? Yeah. You like it? I enjoyed it, yeah. I thought it was good. Good fun, isn't it? It's yeah. mad. I, all the dinosaur films, all the dinosaur, all the Jurassic World. Ooh. They're starting to call it. Uh, I was talking to, I think it was Dale. I was talking to last night. Apparently, this is now being referred to as just the Jurassic films. Well, I, don't I, like I that. well, oh, I, isn't it? Because, because the, well, I use that in something we've written. Because what else? Like it's weird to call yeah. Jurassic World when yeah. it's it's more than it's referring back to old stuff. Because it feels yeah. weird when the best one in the series mm. and the most famous one. It's not you dropping its yeah. name because I still want to call this one Jurassic Park. Yeah, yeah. in a weird way. I've done it like four times. But yeah, like when we're this about it. one's absolutely insane. 
but think, it's good fun. I think yeah. it's a like, necessary film for the franchise because yeah. we've talked about this loads. Those movies do not. That original movie does not lend itself to a sequel. No. And Jurassic World kind of worked because enough period of time passed that you could basically restage the first one yeah. but on a bigger scale. Yeah. But if they want, you know, that film made like a billion. It's one of the highest grossing movies ever. Yeah. So they obviously want to franchise it like all these big yeah. films. Something needed to change, and yeah. that's what this film is. Yeah. For better and for worse, whether you think it's ridiculous where it goes, yeah. at least it's going to be different, you and there's more of a through line. Up, yeah. Yeah. Because we were saying this morning when we, um, we were having a cup of tea, there's no reason for any of these characters to ever go back to the <laughs> island unless you deceive them yeah. or emotionally blackmail them, like in the case of Grant yeah. and uh, Malcolm in yeah. 3 and Lost World. And they kind of do that in this film, but as kind of a almost like a joke, yeah. like a point where let's get them back to the island, but let's do that all in the first act and yeah. then literally blow up the island. Yeah. Mm. So um, that's kind of now gone. Yeah. That's the thing. Uh, when, when obviously you heard they were going to make an, another one, because I remember like a thing that we talked about after after we saw the first one was like, man, that is a cool like just a film. It's just a self-contained film. It's just like. It doesn't yeah. have, it does not go anywhere. Jurassic World, that's fine. Uh, like that was a cool little return to it, it's fine. But obviously, now they're going to make th- their their plan was to make three of them. Um, but I don't know. It's just I just really really liked all of this. Like I think we watched this, when we watched it together. Like I just spent we spent so much of it just looking at each other and going. Oh, I, think, ah, I think it's quite ah. an exi- like exhilarating. Film. Yeah, like, it goes by quick. That's a yeah, good pace to it. That's the thing. Like every sequence stumbles into the next. Like those yeah. brilliant action films like Raiders does. Like. Yeah. I'm not saying it's good as Raiders, but it's a similar thing where everyone tumbles into the next. Like yeah. um, Abrams' Star Trek just keeps going, keeps yeah. going. Yeah. And that, that sequence tumbles directly into the next yeah. one. It's not like yeah. breaking passage of time. It's I, th- that's the thing. That, I thought that was generally a good thing. And there are still quiet moments. And I think like the opening sequence when they're on the island and getting attacked it's by the Mosasaurus and the T-Rex. That opening five, five, ten awesome. minutes is brilliant. It yeah. also, like, I saw it again last night. Like, it feels like that looks like Jurassic Park, like this the rain hammering down, like the yeah. big yellow raincoat. Like I, it, I think, like something he's ticking it. a lot yeah. of boxes in yeah. that first sequence, where Definitely. it's like at night time. Yeah, and, yeah, the use of like weather and it's stuff. It's like he's yeah. ticking the boxes. I think it's the best like, looking, the best shot Jurassic Park. Yeah. Film. there's some shots there that are just beautiful. That yeah. could be in like the most beautiful horror film. <laughs> it could be in a proper film. Like the, right at the start when they're sending up the boy with oh, the tusk in it. Amazing. And the lightning goes in the shadow of the yeah, yeah. Mosasaurus. That's it. Yeah, and there's a bunch yeah. of like good... Um, the one as well with the girl, the reflection in the glass yeah, and you really see good. the teeth. Yeah. That was almost like it. That was good. Yeah. Very good stuff. I just um, love how the... It's basically two... You could split that into two films if you wanted, but it's good that they did one big pacey film because you've basically got... For an hour, a big disaster rescue film. Mm. And then for an hour, like a haunted house. Yeah. Like creepy film. Well, it's like yeah. a proper, like, this proper piece of gothic filmmaking. Like, for, we said, like, the fall of the House of Lockwood. Yeah. But it's got all the classic things that a gothic novel has. And I yeah. think that's why they brought Biona on, which you just heard in the interview. But yeah. it's like buried secrets, mm. past coming back to intrude upon present yeah. day. Doppelgangers are a yeah. thing in Gothic novels. Yeah. It's that it's like it's all there, and it's yeah. almost like you can see why Trevorrow went. Yeah, he'd be, really, he'd be really good. And mm, but also yeah. the way that they stage some of that stuff, like the house literally rips itself apart at the yeah. end. Mm. But this the use of like shadow is really good in that. In that, it's almost like there's a sequence where it's going in the bedroom. It's like Nosferatu going up the stairs. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I really liked. Uh, there's we talked about it like in the museum bit. There's so many bits which are. Uh, like sort of false like bits where you see like oh 
is that it? No, that's just one of the uh, like bits in the museum. Yeah. That's not the actual like, Indoraptor. I, I did and love you go, that. Oh, yeah. that is the Indoraptor, really but like, behind one of the dinosaurs. I liked Bionis' point when we were talking to him about that sequence. Oh, he yeah, says um, like the inversion where like foreshadowing the end of the movie yeah. the humans are in the exhibit and the dinosaur is looking in at them yeah. yeah that's kind of a cool little staging yeah i do like i do think that that was the only thing that we came out of it and i think we've talked about it a lot and i framed around the stuff that Bayona said it feels like the people making the film think that it's everything is gone to proper shit by the end whereas by the end of it, i just thought Couple like of dinosaurs. Twenty dinosaurs around. Twenty dinosaurs yeah. running that around. Couple of them are in all, Vegas. All that have trackers in. Yeah. And it's not like we were saying this at the end it's almost like welcome to Jurassic World. Yeah. It's almost like Planet of the Apes. But yeah. humanity is not being no. harmed. It's not like there's a virus virus that's killing all of hum like humankind yeah. off. So all the world's governments could easily find got, and kill those dinosaurs. Yeah, got one T Rex, a couple of Velociraptors, like. one yeah. eight, one twenty-five year old T Rex. Yeah, I also like you know. So we see that shot. Oh, I love her. Um, I we, do love her. We see that shot good, of. Uh, do you know what her name is? No. Well, Rexy is what her name is in the books. Uh, unofficially, Roberta is what she's referred <laughs> to in the in the film. Never referred to in the film. I think it's more like maybe someone has referred to her in an interview or something. That'd like that would be a quiz really, question. Yeah. Roberta is the name of which action yeah. film star or hero? <laughs> but everyone, hero. but even like it's, when yeah, we, when we interviewed Bryce Dallas Howard and Chris Pratt the other day, they referred to her as uh, as Rexy. Um, she saves the day in three movies now. Yeah, yeah. This is this is a good uh, it's a good question. How many humans? Uh, has uh, that T Rex killed uh, one Bef none. before Fallen Kingdom? Yeah, none. One person, Genaro. Yeah. Oh, him. Yeah. Because it's different. It's different dinosaurs in uh, Lost World and Jurassic Park Three. Oh yeah. Yeah. I saw it says it powers yesterday. But how many? It powers like forty. <laughs> it's like you don't even see it like kill 40 weirdly, in the film what a weirdly specific and non-specific number <laughs> yeah. at the same time <laughs> yeah he also said to me when I asked him he goes um he says I, he said oh by the way I'm making it look like I'm thinking about it but I'm just gonna guess yeah. uh, <laughs> it's not really something you can estimate is yeah. it like it was really good um but yeah someone pointed out because I reviewed it for IGN and someone pointed out going uh, it's um actually called Rexy in the novel and Roberta in the the film was like shut up <laughs> shut up we're calling it rexy because chris pratt called it rexy um i thought uh did you prefer did you think it was better than jurassic world i did i don't think i do i think they're very they're on about a par for me yeah i think i had what i look for in a jurassic park film is like the original jurassic park that at least that first half an hour of everyone having fun and a bit of lightness, whereas this one didn't really yeah. have any of that. It was all kind of miserable, which I kind of, I know they were going for that because they wanted more of a horror film, but I do kind of, I do. Wanted, I think you need that little peak of I happiness think that in goes the story. Back to, it's like, yeah, it's just like hard to keep doing that. And that's yeah. why world benefits from being Jurassic Park if it was up and running. Yeah. Like, you can't do that on like a three year basis. Yeah. Because there's, it would be just nothing but horror if they actually got out. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. 
Yeah, because I think we... we, we had, I know what you mean. Like, for me, yeah. it's the same thing. Absolutely, like, there's yeah. that sequence of wonder. It's the Brachiosaurus moment. Yeah. It's the kid looking yeah. out of his bedroom and window in the they hotel. Very yeah. briefly, this is amazing. Yeah. They very yeah. briefly had that with a Brachiosaurus in this one. Yeah, you can but, see it. But then they have also the inversion of it where it... Dying, yeah. yeah, and it does the kind of it's that moment again. But That's yeah. fucking horrible, that is. Mm. Um, but oh, I forgot what I was gonna say now. Mm, it's good, isn't it? Uh, mm, oh no, preferring yeah. So yeah, yeah. No, this because we because we had a really good conversation after we saw Jurassic World, which was like we we wished that all the all the bad stuff that had happened, because except, except for the Tyrannodons going mental in the actual part of the park in Jurassic World. Like the Indo, the Indorex like never gets to there while the people are there. Mm. Nah, so the people nah. get off before people get off before it. So they could have it, it would have been almost like a creepier bit of keeping them all in this one pen. And those people who were there for that day of the incident never knew what happened, and then they get released. Yeah, and yeah. Sorted. And then, well, that would be like a cover up thing. Yeah, I, I think that would be a bit creepier. There is an interesting thing that the, the next movie will face, mm. especially because I think the bigger threat is the people that have bought the dinosaurs. Yeah. What they're going to do, whether they're going to weaponize them, mass produce yeah. them. But there is a problem with, like, the Jurassic World movie. Yeah. Well, let me just finish my point. It's like, if dinosaurs get out and in population of people, they can't just go around killing people because that is an 18 movie. Yeah. Like, in the Avengers, yeah. you can rip robots apart, you can rip aliens apart. Yeah. And in the Jurassic Park films, it's been very few casualties. Like you mm. just said, T-Rex killed one person. Yeah. And usually it's kind of cut away. Yeah. But if they're roaming around cities, that's you're gonna. it's quite difficult to depict yeah. the carnage without depicting the violence. That's, I, that's, a re- sorry, that's a really hard thing with Blue as well. At the end, we see her overlooking like that, like Spielberg town. And you're like... She's going to just go kill loads Is she just going to go kill everyone? Because <laughs> she, she's meant to be really empathetic. Yeah. But she's just like, I felt like at yummy. That, yeah. I felt like that last bit was her kind of more going into hiding because she kind of looks at the cage and looks at her and goes... I just want to run, like, I don't yeah, want anything to do with you. She's looking at town. I think she's more scared of humans at this point than yeah. wants to kill them. Yeah, maybe. She's going to have to, but there's also, like, she's going to have to eat something. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I'd be wondering, like, in the next movie, whether there's, like, these, like, the Russian guy and the Chinese people who bought, mm. like, the dinosaurs, whether they've just, like, weaponized them. Well, that's yeah. And that's what they're facing. Because yeah. otherwise, it's like... I don't know because they're like they're driving off in that jeep like it's the end of like yeah. the apocalypse. Well, I don't know if they've ever got their dinosaurs because I assume they've all gone they're down. Off back. Meat. No, they're packed off and meat. You see them going in yeah. trucks okay. off. So there are definitely some that have been given to. Yeah, I think men. they make a particular plot point of like yeah. you bought it. It's gone. There's even okay. a shot. There's you even see a them shot. loading up. Yeah, but that's I think to allow yeah. the next one. That yeah. They're in private hands. Because you even see like because we were like that is a very very good. It's efficient. Yes, yeah, very. We were efficient. saying like they probably Amazon nailed them. Yeah. Like Because you know, <laughs> that's where they are. Because that's why. Because um, we were talking about you. You asked why Owen went. What was his plan with the lever when he stops the indoor yeah. and going down? It's like the reason he's stopping that is because that's going straight on a truck, straight to that person who's bought it, and straight to that crazy Russian. Twenty-eight millions. <laughs> uh, if he's got hundred million, he yeah. knows it's not plural. Yeah, he knows it's not sixty-two millions. Sixty-two millions. I looked up that guy. He's uh, English, and he was last in Holby City. Was the thing he did before this. <laughs> that is that is the equivalent of the Mission Impossible TV series. When they used to do Russian text, yeah. you just write the R's backwards. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, we talked. We talked about it a bit actually. Like the, I do like a good auction sequence. Um, <laughs> like, but, under, under the hammock. Yeah. Oh, the one in North by Northwest is incredible. Yeah, but the, dinosaurs <laughs> in the attic. But, but that's the thing, right? Dion um, Dublin. But that's the, but that's the thing. Um, I do love a good auction. He was too efficient with it. I felt like it was not the, the drama in the auction should have been a little bit more considering they're selling the last remaining species of these fucking dinosaurs, and he's just like he feels like he doesn't let it go. He's like sold. 12 million. Like, I love how he goes. I think you should let that go a little bit further, mate, to be yeah. honest. I love how he goes, this is a prototype. We can't have it. Someone goes, 20 million. Who wants it? <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's terrible well, business. Well, yeah, really bad. You kind of showed your hand a bit and be like, oh, they're going to sell it. Fuck it then. For, he goes for $43 million <laughs> like that co- goes for. Selling a concept car. He's got no engine in it. Yeah. He goes for $43 million. Gar- Gareth Bale uh, went for double, just over double not, that yeah. for Real Madrid. They could have bought two Indoraptors. First can Indoraptor in three whoa, Champions Leagues in four whoa. years. Can we just... <laughs> we, we actually have it on audio. Gav, Gav evaluing Gareth Bale. <laughs> yeah, I won't have Listen, that either. I love, I love Gareth Bale. Is he as good as two Indoraptors? Can he do a basketball kick from 20 yards? <laughs> Can an Indoraptor? Uh, I reckon Gareth well, Bale fair, could rip someone's Indoraptor head off. Indoraptor knows to play dead, even though it has never seen another dinosaur play dead, or has be, never seen another dinosaur be trank, yeah. but it knows to play dead, so that someone who collects teeth is going to get into his cage and eat if it. If you draft two Indoraptors today <laughs> in our World Cup fancy football, I'm going to be I also don't off. know how you program someone's genome to track red dot sites. No, it's a program. You know, they've trained oh, it. They've trained yeah, it. They've trained training. it, yeah. Okay. Yeah. On who? Um, who are these dead people? Well, well no, it's just, it's just, well, it's just like an out. attack dog, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's right. more intelligent than a dog. You can, yeah. is it? Uh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did like that. I think we talked about it a bit for like because like beyond what you were hearing in the interview, he talked about like how well they use CGI and like practical stuff. There's loads of good practical stuff. It's really good practical stuff. I think for the first time, like, you really get a sense of how disgusting these dinosaurs are. Like, there's lots of shots of snot. Oh, yeah, I like, think the only, thing, the only thing it reminds There's, like, one moment, particularly in the original, is when they squeeze that ulcer on the oh, triceratops' yeah. tongue. Yeah. You almost, like, look to that and go, let's do more of that stuff. Yeah. When the triceratops is just licking his face when he's paralyzed. Oh, that's quite cute, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Uh, I don't think that is a triceratops, but just so No, it's got, it's got the big plate thing. It's a oh, yeah. thing. Sorry, Sorry I'm not a dinosaur expert. Mate, I tell you, oh, that's why I'm not <laughs> in the lab. That's why I'm in the petting zoo. What, <laughs> misidentifying them to kids? I'll just give you a basic one. Get me on the stegosaurus. I love, I love the idea of you in a big egg going, let's try to stop screen. T-Rex. I'm not that in. I'm not that stupid. I can't tell inside the egg. There's supposedly only 20 minutes a day. It's too hot. There's supposedly only 11 species, so it can't be that many more. Darren, my fan stopped working. <laughs> Boiling, splice me with something cool. <laughs> you know, um, so this little tiny sequence. Yeah. I love the bit where um, Triceratops has a fight and completely ho- holds its own. Oh yeah, it's, yeah. Don't mess with Triceratops. Yeah, that's oh, really well good. Um, but look, I think that's, that's my that's, insight. That's what I put in the reviews. Like, uh, any, like the best things about Jurassic Park films, either when the dinosaurs are trying to eat the humans or when the dinosaurs are fighting each other and there's quite a lot of both of that in this film which I like but <laughs> maybe cri- more fighting aside criticism yeah. it's some ropey dialogue because uh, yeah. the only thing I associate with the original Jurassic Park is really memorable dialogue yeah. and I know that's a bit chicken and egg in terms of like it's become yeah. such a famous dinosaur film that egg. things become right. so yeah. it's a phrase I use in the, in the interview that are instantly iconic yeah. but there are so many 
quotable speeches and lines yeah. in that movie. Whereas this, there are some stinkers. Like yeah. the Chris Pratt one that you said about the volcano. Oh, yeah. Where he's like, they go, come on, we got to go. We're getting hot. And he's like, he looks up and the volcano's going up. He goes, it's about to get a whole lot hotter. He's like, Ooh. who's saying okay to that? I think like, yeah, we talked about it. That Maisie line I've seen twice now where she releases a dinosaur. She goes, I had to. They're like me. They're alive. Oh, fuck They're off. Alive, I thought at that point she was going to turn into a dinosaur. Oh, my God. That'd be amazing. <laughs> Imagine yeah. if she just went. Because they the really zoom in. Yeah. <laughs> they zoom in on her eyes. I thought her eyes were going to do a weird thing. So they really oh, hold no on her way. eyes. Yeah. If, if the Dilophosaurus just spits in someone's face. Yeah. <laughs> do you think her eyes are going to do like the little Mazesaurus. Like the Mosasaurus. They should have done it right at the end. Like fucking Inception style. Where like as it's coming. Like she just looks the camera. She's in the back of the car and he just goes, she's got a big tongue. <laughs> yeah. and then, she, then just breaks fourth wall, turns to the camera and goes, shit. Yeah. Yeah. The end. Jurassic Jurassic they've now set the precedent that human cloning is absolutely a thing. Yeah, well, we Imagine if in the third one, yeah. just like John Hammond reappears, they bring him back. Oh my hello. God. Oh, CGI it's like, it's like that scene from when they go on the tour of Jurassic Park. Yeah. And it's like, hello, John, hello, John, hello, John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's loads it's of real. an army of... <laughs> Attenborough's walking towards yeah. Velociraptors. That's what I want at the end. Loads of Muldoons. I did think as well, like, um, like I thought Ray Spore was generally good. I think he's yeah. good in pretty much everything. He's good, sleazy. What's his man. fucking end game with uh, Lot? Was it so? Like, there's no way he's holding that auction in secret. Like, as soon as the dinosaurs get there, he's gonna like. Uh, Locke was not stupid. He is in bed, but yeah. he's gonna. Be, if he goes, oh, I fancy I going downstairs. I feel like he made noise. Yeah, I mm. feel like going downstairs. What is that? Oh, it's an ankylosaurus being sold in my basement. <laughs> like he must have always thought he was gonna kill him. It's mm. a oh, pretty know. dark scene when he yeah. suffocates him. It's mm. it's really nasty. Yeah, it's a dark film. It is a dark film. Um, um we saw it at a screening, and in front yeah. of us was like a little kid. Yeah, he was. Terrified. What was he doing? I, I, it would be quite I scary. Told, at one point, I, I leaned over and told the mum to tell him to shut up, but what? I can't remember what he was <laughs> doing. He was like, I don't know. Was like, he eating something? He was mad? getting something out of like this massive polythene bag. Oh, that's it. Yeah, he was eating really noisily. Uh, I told him to it's up. all right. When it started to kick off, he shit himself he and he, he quietened right up. Yeah, little prick. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, good film, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I like. I generally thought it was brilliant. I've seen it twice now, and uh, like you can pick holes in and stuff. But it, it, like Dale was saying, he he thought the action sequences are just all way too fast. But I didn't. I, 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 I think they're fast, like but that. I think they're legible. Yeah, I think that's different. Like there's some sequences that I think are fast, and I can't tell what's going on. Yeah, whereas there I could always tell where the moving parts were. Yeah, yeah. and I loved them. Um, Obviously, one of the early set pieces is the big volcano sequence. We talk yeah. about when the gyrosphere goes into the water. Yeah. And it's just like, it feels like continuous action. Yeah. I love the bit where he goes off to get her. Yeah. Because it's like, you never really see that in a movie. And it adds this moment of tension. Yeah. But it's actually a practicality. Me and Joe were talking about this, where he's like, yeah. oh, I need to go for her. Yeah. Get yeah. back in a sec. Um, in the employee handbook, one thing I did read uh, that, go for her. Uh, no, is the gyrosphere is a bulletproof. That says oh. it in the play handbook. Did you find that in the word search at the back? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, word search all about <laughs> what the gyrosphere is about. Indestructible. <laughs> yeah. Are they powering that? Is it just going downhill? It's just going downhill, yeah. I think, yeah. yeah. Um, and it's getting like kicked around. Much. Mm. Also, 
the only gyro that wasn't accounted for in Jurassic World is the one the kids go off on, and that gets destroyed by the Indorex. How is that one gyro just there? It's a good yeah. plot point, isn't it? It's, well, it's, little, yeah. it's quite convenient. It's the same as, like, Blue is living in the yeah. the original car. Yeah. It's like, of all that island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's mm. like that bit. I liked all the... Um, I liked all the little blue bits. Yeah. Um, like when when you see him when you see him like, those when, he, when he's pretending going and, and, and all the other raptors attack him. Trying to eat she's him, the yeah. one she's like <laughs> yeah. Also, yeah, very cute baby dinosaurs in this movie. Yeah. Mm. My, my, my lovely little tri- lovely little triceratops. Yeah, yeah. that was one. Um, <laughs> I love a little triceratops. The th- <laughs> triceratops <laughs> are my favorite. I think of all yeah. the dinosaurs. Out, out of everything, like I, even though. I'm not a massive fan of Chris Pratt's character. Like, I don't think he's brilliant. I think sometimes it's it's really entertaining. But the one thing I do genuinely love... He's Chris Pratt. Well, that. But also, the one thing I genuinely love is he always shows fear, um, uh, like, towards Blue and towards other dinosaurs. He's never, like... Even those bits where there's, like, baby dinosaurs, he's constantly afraid and showing uttermost respect to them. Mm. And even when uh, he's with Blue... Yeah, he's not particularly a macho character, no. despite a leather waistcoat, yeah, which is yeah, quite yeah. a macho it's, item. And uh, it's really interesting, like, when the Indoraptor's <laughs> about to attack him um, and Blue comes in, he doesn't, like, hang about in that room to see, like, oh, is Blue going to be okay? Anything like that. He's just like, that is... Even though he's got a connection to it... It, that is a fucking wild animal that I have no idea how it's going to react yeah. at any point. Mm. And he's constantly afraid of it. And I think that's a really cool thing. Um, yeah, I see that. I like Absolutely. That. Um, yeah, like, I don't know whether it's because they didn't put enough groundwork in the first movie. Yeah. And also, they've had this relationship and then they've had to break it up for two years for yeah. plot reasons that they're apart. Yeah. And because you're not privy to that, their, their thing doesn't really work. No. Because no. it would almost be better if they're together. Yeah. But that, you've, you've separated them for certain <clears throat> reasons. So when she goes and sees him, it is like a retread of the scene from the first movie. He's like yeah. in his, his house yeah. having it's a beer. It's framed the same way. It's framed like, the same yeah. way. He's up a ladder and stuff. Yeah. It's like, I feel like I've missed out on a thing. I'd rather yeah. we just come in and you're living together for two years. Yeah. I think that's yeah. more interesting. I think that's way more. Because I, I think they've done it because they're like, oh, it'd be better for the third movie for them to fall back in love and yeah. kiss in the third movie. But yeah. really? I don't. Yeah, that's what, that's what I've written the reviews. Like, I know the, you know, the point is that. Owen finds it easier to have these relationships with like these wild animals than he does with humans, and that's kind of part of him. But at the same time, it's just not interesting. And even when they're talking about the breakup, the breakup story is like, oh, you told me yeah. if I wanted to go live in my van by the side of the road, I should. I think so. F- I did. I was like, I feel like there'd be a bigger breakup. I always think, yeah, I think mm. it'd be funnier if they were a couple going yeah. through that. Um, I don't think relating to oh, maybe it's because of the franchise history. I still haven't forgiven them for showing me that Ali and um, Grant didn't get together. Yeah, because it would have been. And also, they do that in a cruel way because yeah. you think it's his baby, mm. and then oh, fuck you hell. do because like you do need to have this. You it's do okay, need. Okay. You do need to have the scene where she's trying to convince him to go. You could have that if they were a couple, though, because Absolutely. he could be done with dinosaurs. Well, and he he's could like, be, fine. but they could almost be on the point of breaking up. It's more yeah. interesting. It's like, will you stop doing all this campaigning bullshit? Yeah, like just leave them. Because you could have a really good scene as well where she comes home uh, after the hearing and goes, well, that's it there. And he's like, that is it. And now I want you to leave it. And, and then the third yeah. one, they break up. Yeah. <laughs> and then you end it. So if the next one starts with them 
not together. Well, <laughs> well, Bloody hell. Wait, so this oh, is the thing, okay, so where do you think the next one's going to start? Because we talked about it, and the way that oh, Bayona talks I about it no is... I have So, he think, he, they, but they think it's like the set at the end of the plan, the second of the plan, the eighth film, where everything's gone fucking tits it's not, up. But it's not. Unless there's a jump forward and it's yeah. all... But I do... There's a line in the original... Um, Jurassic Park. It's like yeah. who better to get my kids through, uh, my grandchildren through Jurassic Park than a dinosaur expert? Yeah. Who better to advise them in Jurassic World than a dinosaur expert? Get Alan Grant back because unlike the other movies, yeah. he's got no he's got no reason to not be involved now because it's yeah. come to him. Yep. Like he didn't want any part of it anymore. I he was embarrassed by it, but now he can't. Or Laura Dern. She's Both. everything now. So she's having a Both. bit of a renaissance. So. You know, she was like twenty five when she was in Jurassic Park. Jesus. Mad. You've got, got to get her in. Cause you know, I reckon both of them will be back. Or maybe, uh, what's his name, the kid who was... Uh, nah. Yeah. He was in the Pacific. <laughs> he's good, he is. Nah. You know, he's going to play... Um, uh, what's his name? In the Queen biopic, and he looks exactly like him. Uh, Roger Taylor, I think he's playing. And he looks John a lot Deacon? Like him. Oh, no, he plays John Deacon, yeah. the Queen. <laughs> he's play, yeah, he's playing, <laughs> he's playing John Deacon, and he looks yeah. exactly like him. It's fucking weird. Um, I think you've got... like He's got a feature. Like Get them all in! <laughs> Get them all in. in. If, if I saw those three together on film again, yeah, yeah. maybe a little right. bit too much. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know where the plot. They can't. They got to get them all in. They can't set it up in a big way. Be mad if shot. it's just you like got, a war film. That'd be insane. You got Malcolm. You got Grant. You got Sadler standing. You together. can't not have them together. Yeah, meeting Chris Pratt as well. Meeting Chris Pratt and Bryce I'd, Dallas I'd love to see what. Grant's reaction to Blue is as yeah. a thing like oh. mm. because as a thing would you he's got to be consulted yeah like if you were putting together like an emergency task force to deal with the situation yeah. yes he's one of the first names you'd have on that sheet yeah he's got more experience than anyone else but also at the same time I feel like Malcolm's reaction to it might be because he's I... had more dealings with a raptor like the raptor tried to kill his fucking daughter and stuff I can understand his fear being I think it's better if there are odds like if they, if yeah. they started with like a committee that'd mm. be an amazing sequence but Grant I don't know I feel like he still has a bit of a respect no for this the is the next movie yeah. Gav it... Cody hear me out <laughs> It's a. It, we've seen twelve angry men. Yeah. The entire Jurassic World three One is all the committee yeah. just tackling what they're going to do next. Yeah, and, and then at the end, dinosaur. at the end, they walk off into the courtroom to deliver their verdict. You don't see it; it's off camera, yeah. and then you just see it, yeah. and it ends. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Sounds good. I what I would like I'm is they had, like the brief sequence it. in Jurassic World one. I'd like it if it was just basically it come down to. Blue or the T Rex. It's basically Predator, but with a dinosaur, <laughs> and it's a t- task force in a jungle. Tag like oh, whoever yeah. wins, Grant we leading lose. them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like there's obviously the mercenaries trying to find him to use them as well. Yeah, so you've got that freeway battle going we, on. Yeah. <laughs> well, Cody, what's your pitch for Jurassic World three? Uh, three way. It's basically, it's basically the movie version three-way of in a Evolve. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Our service just went offline on for that. Yeah. Um, oh, that's sad. Jurassic. Imagine Evolve, but they made it a Jurassic Park. They should bring it back. <laughs> I think that's what that Ark Survive game is, I think. I don't Who know. knows? We should, have, we should have a go with that. Good film, though, that wasn't it? That was. It was very, very good film. Do you know what else is very good? Keyword Countdown.
Jay by Ona. That's good. We, is it new draft? <laughs> is he left back? Um, if you don't know what keyword countdown is, I'm to be categorised their films by a bunch of crazy keywords. Uh, what I've done this week is taken five films, ten keywords They're apiece. not just the five Jurassic Park and World. Oh, you spotted it now. And there's a link, a relevant link between them all. <clears throat> Film number one. Lust for money. Disclosure. Inheritance. Indecent, imp- indecent proposal. <laughs> Inheritance. Inheritance. Full House of Usher. Loan Shark. Get Shorty. Oh, I could feel my Drawing a blank, I don't know. Brother Brother Relationship. Um, legend. Reference to George Bush. George Bush Senior as well. Mm-hmm. Outside. Siamese Twins. The Prestige, obviously. Uh, Siamese Twins, that seems that's quite specific. Reunited Family. Disembodied Hand. The The Allen's Family. family. I think that's a draw. I think that is a draw. I'm going to give you both that. I don't know. I wouldn't like to call it. Let's slow that down in post, frame by frame. (laughs) Three points each then. More Um, fun that way. Adam's family. Uh, last one. Casting for that new movie. Eccentric family. Mm. Tall man. Yeah, who is it? Charlie Theron as, uh, as Morticia. I assume Morticia. And yeah. um, what's your fella? Oscar Isaac. He just yeah. should be him in the fucking... Just do a live action Do a live version. action one. The animation. Yeah. It does lend itself very well for animation. Yeah. Mm. Here we go. Mm. Ampersand in <laughs> title. Me, you and Dupree. <laughs> It's not that, is it? No, of course it's it. not. But do you know something interesting about Miyu Dupree? It was filmed in Kualua Ranch in Hawaii, where they filmed a lot of the uh, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Well, that's points. So, well that. uh, me, myself, and Irene. Nope. Uh, that was good. You didn't even know. Uh, repeat sequel. Disease. Wait. Uh, cure. Someone's got to have a cure for a disease. Mm. Yeah. Cryogenics. Batman and Robin. Yes! Oh. <laughs> Five points, Cooper. Well done. Glasses stink. Megalomaniac. Fourth part. Double entendre. Butler. Bat nipples. Uh, well done. Two guesses to Cooper. Bat nipples in multiple movies. Yeah. <laughs> and nine points to Kruber, three points to Cardi so far. Here we go. It's not the third question. What? Yeah. Oh, because the enough. first one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so we're both getting points. You both get points for the okay. first one, yeah, yeah. And one guess each. Here we go. Third film. Oh, actually, no. I'm going to do that one. A bit later. Title spoken to character. The Prestige. That's a good question. Scene during opening credits. Mission, Mission Impossible. Impossible. That's really weird that we both went for that. <laughs> Reference to 1936 <laughs> Berlin Olympics. What, Munich. Speed. What, sorry? 1936. Berlin Olympics. Reference to. So it doesn't take place at that. Inability to move. Misery. It's a good guess. Berry. My left foot. Interracial relationship. Philadelphia? 
Satire. Trading places. TSA agent. The terminal? <laughs> Reference to Barack Obama. Uh. <laughs> Hypnosis. <laughs> What's that film? Trance. What's no, this movie? Uh, final clue quitting smoking. Thank you for not smoking that film. <laughs> Title spoken to character. Seen during opening credits. Reference to 1936 Berlin Olympics. What a weird assortment uh, of things. It's <laughs> cool. Inability to move. Interracial relationship. Satire. TSA agent. Reference to Barack Obama. Hypnosis. Quitting smoking. Get out. Uh. Film number oh, four. Oh, those were some hard clues for that one. I quite like Bastard. it. In, inability to move. I put that up yeah. early. I thought that would be quite yeah. interracial relationship. I didn't even I thought know. TSA agent. That's pr- Trying to quit smoking did not clip me out. I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about TSA. It's your yeah. game, Dan. It's fine. <laughs> Here we go, then. Film number four. 2020s. Three I robot. Is that set then? Three word title. I am legend. Die Hard Scenario. The Raid 2. <laughs> Pirate Broadcasting. A three word title, you say? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Mol- media coverage. Molotov Cocktail. Oh. No, Tracking device. That. How is this not escape from New York? <laughs> Tied to a chair. Selling humans. Uh, Final clue: home invasion. Panic. Twenty twenties. Three word title: Diard scenario. Pirate broadcasting. Green media Green. coverage. Molotov cocktail. Tracking device, tied to a chair, selling humans, home invasion, the purge, anarchy. Sake. <laughs> good film. Good film. Uh, final film then. So both of you got on two guesses. Oh, but no, Kruby, you're on two guesses. Cardi on one, three points. Kruby got nine points. So Cardi, you can still win this. I know. Yeah. Maths. Altered version of studio logo. Inception. Spy. The Matrix. Spy. The Bourne Ultimatum. Casino Royale. Bourne Supremacy. Mistaken Identity. Casino Casino Royale. Got it. Summersby. (laughs) I love that film. Quantum of Solace. Playing with someone's ear. (laughs) Reservoir Dogs. (laughs) The playing playing with it. (laughs) Homosexual villain. Um, Skyfall. Skyfall. Yeah. It's not. A bo- None of these are Bond films. I'm just saying. Say it. Murdered before giving protagonist information. Mm, I don't know. Famous What's... score. Homosexual village. Famous score. Easier. Framed for murder. Uh, fugitive. Alfred Hitchcock figure character. North by Northwest. Nice. Yes. 
I said it earlier. Was it? Fucking North by North. Right? I thought you were going to get that, Cardi. Uh, I that one last. Final clue, Mount Rushmore. So, Cardi, you get five points. What was that Alfred Hitchcock clue? Alfred Hitchcock figure character. Right. So that's a mad clue. That's a mad yeah, clue. I don't know if that's like one of his movies. Yeah, I don't know if that's he's in it or there's someone who looks like him in that maybe because I know well, he did lots cameos, of cameos in but them. But then it's like director cameos the way of putting. Yeah. Them. Well, anyway, uh, it's a Do you know what the link is? Uh, what are they again? Sorry, I didn't write them down. Adam's family, Batman and Robin, North by Northwest, uh, Get Out, The Purge, Anarchy. Auction scenes. Auction scenes. The old feature. That's mad. That earlier, I went. No, I know. That's a banging auction I, scene. I was, like, I was like, you've got to get yeah, this. That's why I put it last. Yeah, they all have very good auction scenes in them. Uh, there we go. <laughs> uh, that's it. That's oh, how can I not remember the Purge Anarchy's auction scene? <laughs> it's a fucking brilliant auction scene that we talked about it. last week. Oh, the two weeks before when I was on the podcast. Maybe you weren't on that then, no? So I'm not listening. Yeah. Uh, there we go. Um, thank you very much for listening. That was the Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom special. Uh, let us know what you think of the film. IGN underscore UK podcast at IGN.com. Enjoy your E3s. Yeah, enjoy your E3s. Good stuff, in it. Games, all that. All Lovely. Right. Bye. <laughs>